the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, coming at you on 860 AM. That's am860theanswer.com, am860theanswer.com. And I'm bringing you a special show today, live from Washington, D.C. We're here for the holiday weekend. Boy, what a... What a beautiful city it is, but uh, i got to tell you, it is chilly. It is 19 degrees out this morning, and all of this being Floridians are decked out with three or four layers of clothes and uh, Eskimo hats and heavy-duty gloves and the whole bit, but it's really been fun. We've had a good time. We did the Capitol tour. I wanted to let you know that the Capitol renovations have been completed. If you haven't been to D.C. in a while, this would be a good time to drop by. The new entrance to the Capitol for the for visitors is through the Visitor Center, which is on the east side of the of the Capitol building. That's the back entrance, and that's across the street from the uh, Library of Congress. So when you walk up to the building, if you're coming from the mall from the front, you'll have to walk up the hill and around back, cross a little uh circle that comes in around the Capitol entrance there, and you'll see the steps going downstairs to the visitor center. And it's really uh, a wonderful experience. And we also hit the the uh, National Archives where you can see the only remaining handwritten Declaration of Independence and also a handwritten copy of the Constitution along with other documents and uh, exhibits. So that's, that's a very inspiring um, visit for at least for me and I'm sure for my family as well well we've had a lot of activity and I wanted to make a few comments but first a little housekeeping I'm looking for someone to help me keep my website up to date and do a little blogging for me because I just don't have time for all of this if you uh, or anyone you know is interested in that the website's already pretty well put together you can call my office at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. And uh, I'll pay you whatever's fair. I just need somebody for a few hours a week to help me out. So that's my housekeeping. Now, i got to tell you, the Iranians are in the streets, and we're not hearing much about it. And they're protesting. There have been a couple of deaths they're protesting their government 
and they want more liberalization and more democracy. They don't want the theocracy, apparently, or at least not the form that they have at this point. So the president is being supportive of these people, and he has said that the world is watching Iran and how they treat their their protesters. So that's a good thing. Uh, I'm sorry the Iranians have to go through that. I've, I've known a lot of Persians. Uh, Persians are the Iranians, nice people, bright people, well-educated for the most part from what I can see. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that they will have a positive outcome. That's That's something that's meaningful to me and it should be to all of us so dc oh boy cold baby it is cold and we had a little dusting of snow yesterday morning so it added a little christmasy look to it as well and uh, I, I really enjoyed that i love seeing a little snow and a little cold weather but not a lot of cold weather uh, another news item that you may have missed that I think is important is that South Korea has now seized two oil tankers that were breaking the embargo uh, of oil shipments to North Korea. As you know, the UN has voted on strict uh, embargoes against the country, and the South Koreans finally have the world's support behind them so that they can seize these ships. So one was a Chinese ship and another one's a Russian ship, I believe. And, and we know who the two bad actors are in this whole world theater, and it's not us. It's Russia, where there's trouble, there's Russia stirring it up. And China, because it's in their neighborhood and they want to maintain a friendly regime in the north, even though the atrocities and the horrendous lifestyles uh, that are being imposed upon the people are, are, are just crimes against humanity. I mean, this this regime, it's it's like Hitler. You know, it's uh, uh, my niece who we're visiting with here in, in uh, Washington, D.C. She is uh, from Korea originally. She's raised largely in the United States, and so she's an American, of course, but she has kept up with what's going on in North Korea and have spoken with people who have escaped, and stories are, are just, I mean, they're incredible. First graders being uh, being starved to death because they stole some beans, and kids don't even know their teachers' names. They're just called teachers so that there can be no reprisals. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's just barbaric. It's unbelievable. It's a conscious effort by the people in power not to be identified should the regime be brought down because there'll be war crimes and crimes against humanity that they'll have to stand trial for. So the president is, he's a hundred percent right. Uh, I've been saying this all along, just take the regime down. Let's get it over with. The Chinese are going to pitch a fit, but that's too bad. You tell them they can come in and, uh, co-host with us if they want, but this has got to be dealt with. It's got to go. It's got to. Well, the big talk in the cafeteria, of course, this past week, the doctor's cafeteria. And if you're just joining the show for the first time, I am Dr. Bill, and this is my little my little time to preach to the nation. You're welcome to join me. Uh, I'm on, on talk radio at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. And the big talk in the lunchroom, of course, is the tax uh, bill that was just passed. Now, the the thing that's getting a lot of the guys upset is that they want to be able to take some of their income as a 
as a dividend from their uh, corporations or their LLCs or whatever. And there's a cap if you make over, if you net over 375000 I believe it is, somewhere in that range, then you don't qualify for that amount, that 20% tax on that amount that goes into the dividends. Of course, it's going to be uh, graduated, so it's not that big of a deal. But some of these guys are making huge money. Uh, whether that's good or bad, right or wrong, I'm not here to judge. They just are, and they're worried because they want to figure out how to get from the 25 or 30% tax bracket down to the 20% tax bracket. That's going to be tough for them to do uh, because the government's going to look at, the IRS is going to look at their their average W-2 income and hold them to that, which is which is okay. I don't have a problem with that. I I don't make enough money out of our practice to have to worry about that. Uh, and I don't think that even if I were making over three hundred and fifty to 400000 that that I would really care because I don't see this as a tax cut necessarily for me as much as it's a tax cut for people in the sixty dollars to $150,000 range who are are burdening a lot of debt and uh, trying to make it through and raising kids. And, you know, there's, you say, well, 60000 is a lot of money. <laughs> not anymore. It's not. I mean, maybe if you're my son who's just getting out of college and he's going to live in, a, in an apartment with some other guys or, or even live in a, in a small efficiency himself and get a job making sixty to 70000 a year with a college degree, uh, that might be good money for him, but if you're raising kids, you got a family of, of four, wife and two kids, I mean, you're working, you're struggling. It's not easy to make it. And so these are the people that need the tax cut the most. The, this is the backbone of the country. Now, the corporate tax rate's coming down to 21%, but remember that a lot of the big corporations are already in the 20 to 25% tax bracket after they uh, do their accounting and take all their deductions. A lot of the deductions are going away, but who's this going to help the most? Again, it's going to help the little guy. It's going to help the small businesses uh, that are not able to take advantage of some of the tax uh, breaks and some of the tax uh, uh, schemes. I, I don't want to say schemes, but legitimate uh, legitimately allowed ways of redistributing the income of the corporation, uh, maintaining it overseas at lower uh, lower penalties, lower tax rates, um, also having other businesses under a, a parent umbrella that are incorporated that you can shift profits from one center into losses in another center and write things off that way. So this is going to affect mostly the little guys like me. This is going to make it so that if I have a certain amount of money over my normal salary, that I can distribute to myself as a dividend from the corporation, then that will only be taxed at 20, 20 or 21%. So this is going to help the little guys, the mom-and-pop businesses, the small manufacturing and service industries. That's who's going to benefit the most from this tax, uh, from this corporate tax break. And, and this is a, a wonderful thing. I mean, there's just no reason to punish those of us who are out there beating the turf, trying to make a living and, and trying to provide something for people. And, and, uh, it, it's, it's, a uh, long overdue, well, long overdue. The tax burden is 
going to decrease for most people somewhere between 2 and 4%. And, of course, the higher up you go in income, the little bit more percentage you get, but it doesn't doesn't really make as much difference. So if you're making $100,000 and you get a 2% tax break, and let's you know, say you get 2000 back that you didn't have before because Uncle Sam was going to hang on to it, then you know, you're know you doing all right now. If you're making 300000 and you get 3% back, it's not going to make that much of a difference in your lifestyle or in your, your finances. I mean, unless you're in trouble, unless you've overextended yourself. So again, even though everybody's going to get a little break, two to 4% from what I can tell, it's really going to help the little guys, 60 to $150,000 range the most. And you say, well, I don't make 60,000. Well, you may not make 60,000, but your wife's probably working or your husband's probably working. So you probably are as a household filing jointly and you're probably making over 60 grand. And this is where you're going to get some relief and I'm all for it. I don't mind paying a little bit more. The problem at the, at the top end, because the thing that people ask me is, well, aren't the wealthy going to get a break? At one end, they are, yes. They might get a 1% or 2% reduction in their uh, total income tax bill. And remember, income tax is not Medicare and it's not Social Security. Those are health insurance plans and retirement trust funds. They are not taxes, even though people think they are. The taxes on the wealthy, although they're going to be a little bit better in terms of the actual dollar amount, you have to remember that a lot of the deductions are going to be lost. For instance, you can only write off now up to $10,000 in uh, property taxes, state income taxes, or sales tax. And so for people who have a home that's worth a million dollars or $2 million, they're going to be paying fifteen to $20,000 in, uh, in property taxes, even in a county like Pinellas. So that other five to 10,000 that was previously written off before taxes on, on, on our income tax is a deduction. You know, we itemized our deductions. We're only going to get 10,000 now. And the average household, uh, deduction itemized or otherwise the average is around 25,000. So that's how the the Congress came up with that figure of 25000 for a household. So instead of itemizing your deductions, you can just take a $25,000 deduction, and that's going to more than, that's more than ample for the overwhelming majority of Americans who are filing their tax returns. So it's going to be much simpler. So if you had interest of 10000 and health care bills of 5000 and miscellaneous this and that, and it's less than 25000 you don't have to fill out that itemized uh, deduction uh, form. You just put down and take your 25000 So tremendously uh, simplified and a lot easier. I don't know how the accountants are going to handle this. I know that they're all scrambling to try and figure out what the new law means, and there are classes going on. We had supper with our our accountant before we left for the holiday and she has been in classes all week and has to go back for more and the overwhelming feeling among accountants who are the people who, who see how the money is spent and where it goes and the taxation and all that the overwhelming feeling is that the little guys are going to come out on top 
on this. And of course, the corporations, the small corporations. So again, anybody tells you that this is a, a tax break for the rich, forget about it. It is not, at least not for this guy. I consider myself rich relative to the majority of the country because I make income in the top 5% of wage earners. You know, I'm a doctor and, and whether that's right or wrong, that's just what I do. That's what it is right now. That's what society values. And I don't have a problem with seeing health care costs come down. And I don't even have a problem taking a hit in income. I don't mind that if everybody's going to benefit. But I want to see an even distribution. And I think that this tax bill is doing its best to address that. Well, who's going to lose? Well, you know who's going to lose. The left wing's going to lose. States like New York and New Jersey and Hawaii, where they have high property taxes, and they have large Democratic populations, and you have the wealthy, wealthy, wealthy Democrats who want someone else to pay the subsidies for the social programs that they think are important. For instance, before the Obamacare plan came in, Massachusetts passed a similar health care bill back when Romney was in, in the state house in, in Massachusetts. But Massachusetts never, never, ever was able to pay for that. That came from federal funds, federal funds that you and I paid taxes on. That's how it was maintained. It was subsidized. Now, look, if Massachusetts wants to have universal health care, that's fine with me, but don't ask me to pay it. You know, I've got my own bills down here in Florida to pay. And if California wants to be a sanctuary state and provide all kinds of social services, let them pay it. Why should I have to pay it? Why, why should I have to subsidize their experiments in democracy? The idea of the states was that each state would be able to do a little experimenting within the boundaries of the Constitution. But you pay for it yourself, folks, not me. Well, the high-income states, the high-property tax states, if you look at it, it's, it's almost exclusively left-wing Democratic states. And I, you know, I, I don't care if you want to live in a state like that and you want to do what you want to do with your money, but not with my money. So the cost of maintaining a household and of uh, paying your real estate taxes and your, your interest on your mortgage loan is going to be such for most people that they'll be better off taking that $25,000 deduction. Now, you take a look at the property tax rates, and let's take Florida. Let's take Palm County. The median home value there is around 200000 and the average effective property tax rate is about 1.3%. And uh, Pasco's 120000 for a house. Pinellas, 150000 Polk, 111000 And our property taxes are 106 1.05%, 1%, something in that area. So we're not paying huge amounts of, of taxes on our homes. And the, the average tax bill is going to be 1% or 1.5%. I'm sorry, 1.2% of, say, 300000 So you're talking about three to $5,000 in property taxes on average. Then you look at Nassau County in New York, and the average 
tax is 11232 for property with a market value of 587000 and a tax rate of 1.9%, which is almost double well, Pinellas County here in Florida. And why are they paying this much? Do they have any more roads than we do? Are they getting any better water than we are? I mean, what what is driving the prices up? Well, first of all, it's location, location, location. People want to live close to New York City, big cities, lots of lights, lots of things to do. I understand that. But I'm not going to subsidize your lifestyle, thank you. Anyway, you do it yourself. What kind of fallout are we going to see from this this shift where you're capped at 10000 on property taxes that you can deduct? Well, first of all, those of us who have been paying fifteen or 20000 in property taxes and being able to write that all off on their income tax are going to lose half of that, and it'll just be capped at 10000 So all of a sudden, the money that I really didn't care about because it wasn't as much out of my pocket anyway as it would have been since I could write it off. Now I'm going to start being more concerned about it. I'm going to start looking at the local and state level expenditures. I want to know now how that five or 10000 that I don't get to deduct off of my income taxes, my federal income taxes, how that's being spent. Well, we know the majority of the money in the state of Florida and in most states is being spent on welfare and health care. Medicaid in Florida is a third, one-third of the budget, the state budget. Then you have the public schools at the local level, and you have all of your uh, services like the police and the fire and, and the county annexes where you can get your driver's license and your license plates and all those things. So now we're going to take a closer look at all of this and say, wait a minute. What are you guys building this Taj Mahal for the uh, hierarchy of Pinellas County's educators? Up in Clearwater, I mean, it's a gorgeous building. What do you need that for? I mean, I understand that you need an office building, but why don't you just take something in downtown Clearwater or St. Pete and rehab it for a lot less? I don't know. There may be some economics to it that I don't understand, but I look at that Taj Mahal, and, and then I hear the teachers complaining about the low pay, and I say to myself, something's not right here. You know, I don't know who's spending this money and who's making these decisions, but they don't seem seem appropriate to me. Of course, I'm not on the inside, and I really don't have a right to criticize, but I do have a right to question. I do have that right. So we're, we're going to see people more involved and more interested in what's going on locally because of the changes in the federal tax laws. We're going to see people more insistent upon accountability, which is a good thing. We need that. We need accountability. We all need that. We need it whether we're a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or a government worker or a radio guy. Everybody needs to have a certain level of accountability. We have to answer to each other. That's okay. So we're going to see housing prices in states like New York and New Jersey drop. They're going to drop a certain amount. And the mortgage interest uh, deduction is going to be capped at a mortgage of 750000 So if you have a, a home that you're buying that's, say, a million dollars, and you're going to take out a 75% mortgage and put down 250000 then you can deduct the interest up to the amount you're paying for that $750,000 mortgage. It was at a million, and now it's dropped down to 750000 
So if you have a mortgage in the eight to 900,000 range, the best bet is to pay it down to the 750,000 range where you'll be able to get all of that tax write-off and deduction. Now, who's going to benefit from this? Well, certainly not the people with the big houses and the big mortgages. So you're talking again about the upper 5%. They're going to get whacked. You know, interest is a big deal. You say, well, how much interest does the average guy pay? Well, it's, it's you know, probably 10, 12,000 a year, which is, is not a lot. And uh, that will easily fall under that 25% uh, that you can immediately take off of your income tax instead of itemizing everything. So that's a good thing. And, and the, by the way, the uh, average mortgage is, is well under 300000 The average home price is probably hovering around 300000 So you're probably talking about an 80% uh, mortgage for most people. So you're talking two hundred to 250000 And the interest on that is not going to be anywhere close to that that uh, $10,000, I'm sorry, that that uh, 25%, $25,000 immediate uh, deduction you can take in lieu of itemizing things. So you're going to be okay. Everybody at the lower end is going to come out ahead. They're going to do fine. And you say, well, what about the real poor people? Well, they ain't paying any taxes anyway. I mean, they're paying their Social Security and they're paying their uh, Medicare and they're still getting subsidies, and they're still getting food stamps, and they're still getting assistance from the state. This is just going to make sure that the states are more accountable for their finances than they were in the past. And that's what I've been saying all along is, look, I don't care if you want to have a welfare state in Massachusetts or California. Go right ahead. That was the whole purpose of the of the 50 states forming a federation was that we would still be able to experiment at our local levels. That's a good thing. We like that. So we're going to be much happier. And I think that finally the message that the conservative movement has been delivering and not as effectively, I might add, as the, as the liberals, I think we need some work in that area, but at least some people are hearing the message and they're starting to wake up and say, yeah, you're right. We're paying all this money and we're not getting any benefit. It's going to some other state. It's going to California who's letting illegal Mexicans come in. And you say, well, we need people from all, all different parts of the world and, you know, we're multicultural and, and, and that's true. And I don't have a problem with that. But as I've said for decades now, we need to have some mechanism whereby we can vet the people coming in where you have to meet certain standards where you have to have something to offer us. And, you know, if you immigrate to Russia, they say, we don't care. You know, if you don't have anything, if you're, if you're coming here to be a bum, we don't want you. You're not welcome. And it's a much longer period of time that you have to wait to, uh, to be a landed immigrant or a landed whatever we call our people with green cards here, uh, landed immigrants, and then you can apply for citizenship after seven years, same way in Switzerland. It's not five years, it's seven years. In Switzerland, you have to be able to speak either German or French or the local uh, Swiss-German dialect, and if you can't do that and you can't show that you're able to support yourself, you're not going to become a citizen. And that's not to say that most immigrants who come here 
are not able to support themselves after five years. Most people are. Most immigrants are hard workers. But we do need to have a mechanism whereby there's accountability for people who are coming in illegally and who are doing harm to the country, either economically or uh, socially or even criminally. We don't want that. We don't need it. So we've got a lot going on with the taxes. And here's a really good thing that I like. And you may say, oh, I don't agree with that. I think we need to maintain more money for the public schools. But the, the, uh, the college savings plans that we have been allowed to start for our kids in lieu of, say, buying a, a prepaid college program from the state in Florida, I did that with my son Zeke, and it turned out to be a really sweet deal. They have since cut way back on what they will offer in Florida with the prepaid college, and he can go for 120 semester hours and eight semesters of dormitory uh, basically for free. And that's not that he doesn't have to pay for food and incidentals and books, but at least the basic tuition and the housing is paid for for uh, eight semesters, which is the average uh, or it used to be the average for kids to get through college. Now I think it's being stretched out a little bit. That's okay. So that's fine with me. I don't have a problem with that. And the problem is really at the elementary and high school level because the prior to this new tax bill, the amount of money that I would put into a plan that was tax-free for education for my child was limited to college. But now under the new tax bill, you can use these funds for grade school and high school, for private schools, for religious schools, for whatever you want. For homeschooling, you can use it. And you know what? There is only one way that we're going to ensure an improvement and a continued improvement of our public education system, and that is by saying, you know, if you don't do the job, then we're going to take our business elsewhere. This has got to be a market-driven commodity, just like any other service industry. If you're going to educate kids, there has to be accountability, and not just to the liberal left who have a lot of money and time to spend uh, running for school board positions and, and, and demanding that the rest of us pay what they think is necessary for us. This is going to allow us to educate our kids in a manner that we think is appropriate. Now, are there going to have to be some, some benchmarks and some basics that have to be taught? Absolutely. And that is already implemented in Florida for home-educated uh, kids. And we know that the majority of the private schools in our area here are teaching the basics that need to be taught, and they're accredited schools. I was fortunate enough to be able to afford to send my son to Admiral Farragut Academy, which was a, a Navy prep, prep preparatory, is that it? Yeah, I think that's it, Bill, preparatory uh, school, and it was grade school and high school, and it was not cheap. And I just looked at it as a second tax because I'm still paying property tax, so a lot of which goes to, in our county, to to education. So. I thought, well, you know, this is, a, this is one of the burdens I have to bear for being a high wage earner. Why? Why does this have to be a burden? Why can't I choose to send my kid to 
a private school that I think is better than the public schools or that better fits his needs. And it was really a good choice for my son. Uh, he, he was allowed to spread his wings, uh, but he didn't get too far out of control. And they tolerated him in a way that he would not have been tolerated in public schools. But he wasn't a bad kid. He's a good guy. But when he was younger, he was a little on the mouthy side. So we thought that this would be best for him, and it's turned out to be a really, really good education. I'm happy that we had that opportunity. But again, basically, I was paying another tax. When I come back, we'll talk a little bit more. And if you want to join the conversation, I'm at 877-969-8600, 877-969-8600. When I get back, give me a call and tell me what you think about the new tax bill. I'm Dr. Bill, and I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Revelers around the world are ushering in the new year as they bid farewell to 2017. Tens of thousands of people in Australia and New Zealand took to the streets this morning, becoming amongst the first in the world to ring in 2018. Revelers elsewhere getting set to celebrate many with traditions unique to their country. Of course, a lot of folks will be in New York's Times Square tonight and other places around this country to mark the event. A lot of places will be very, very cold, though. Officials are warning people if they're going to be outside for hours to bundle up. The Supreme Court will soon hear a case about Ohio's efforts to remove inactive voters from its rolls, which has become a flashpoint in a nationwide fight between Democrats and Republicans. Arguments set for January 10th. And Erica Gardner, who became a voice for police accountability after the chokehold death of her father, has died at age 27. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Six four one one. Dr. Bill for West Coast Radiology. Our good friends at West Coast Radiology offer convenient and comprehensive x-ray diagnostics, including open MRI, CT scan, CT PET, mammography, and ultrasound. With state-of-the-art equipment and four convenient locations, you're assured of friendly, comprehensive care. Most insurance is accepted and competitive self-pay rates, plus Saturday appointments. Call West Coast Radiology at 727-771-2795. That's 727-771-2795. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call Call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. 
1998. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Captain Matt here. Believe me, I know transitioning from military life to a civilian career can be tough. You'll have skills, but where can you use them? Visit my friends at National Aviation Academy in Clearwater. National Aviation Academy has been training vets for nearly 80 years with special courses for those experienced in military aviation maintenance. Your educational benefits and GI Bill are approved. 75% of National Aviation instructors serve proudly, and now they're ready to help you soar in your new career. National Aviation Academy, 19 in Overton and Clearwater, online at naa.edu. Today will be sunny to partly cloudy with a high 71. Tonight, becoming cloudy with showers late, the low 57. Tomorrow, cooler with a couple of showers, the high will be 61. Tuesday, mostly cloudy with a shower in spots, the high 56. Wednesday, rain at times in the morning, otherwise breezy with considerable cloudiness, the high 56. As you're accurate with the forecast, I'm Dan Pittman for AM860, The Answer. So good. Come pay day. I think of all the things I'm going to buy when I pick up my pay. Don't you know? Then they hand me that little brown envelope. I peep inside and Lord, I lose all hope. Cause from them total wages earned down to that net amount that's due. Yeah, I'm back with Dr. Bill, little Johnny Cash singing about his paycheck being cut way down and all the things he was going to buy, and, but then he opened up the envelope and all the taxes taken out, he didn't have anything left, poor guy. Well, the left is all upset about this new tax bill, and you can see why. There are a lot of wealthy people on the left, and they think that the way to deal with their social concerns is to make all of us join them and pay for those programs that they think are of value. And I'm not going to debate which ones are or are not of value in my mind. I'll just say that if you want to do that, and I think that this tax bill is going to be the great equalizer between the states, probably the greatest equalizer we've seen uh, since the Great Depression, really and truly. I do believe that. You're going to see states economically on the same footing, more equal over the next 10 to 15 years. Uh, there's going to be more equity, more equality, both in housing prices and land values. That's not to say that it's not going to cost less or more than it is now to move to New York from St. Petersburg, Florida. Obviously, real estate's going to be uh, prime real estate, you know, location, location, location. And that's a, a, a little benefit that you're always going to pay extra for. That's okay, but you're going to see housing prices equalize tremendously over the next decade because of this bill. By the way, the bill phases out some of its aspects after, I think, 2025 or 2026. And I saw Bernie Sanders on TV. I had to laugh about this. You know, he was just bad-mouthing and yelling about and degrading the whole conservative Republican effort to get this bill pushed through. And now he's saying the bill didn't go far enough. 
And the commentator said, why? He said, well, I think they need to make sure that this goes beyond 2026 and make it permanent for the little guys. That's fine with me. I mean, you know, if we have a national emergency, we'll do what we have to do to get money and and pull ourselves together. But in the good times, that's okay. Give them all the breaks you want. As long as everybody's paying a little bit and participating, and as long as the left-wing rich Democrats are held accountable. That is so much of this. It is high time that they have their fair share of burden and responsibility in these matters. You know, like I tell my sisters, I don't care if you want to be a liberal, but don't ask me to do that for you. If you want to be a social worker and you think you should be paid 100000 a year instead of 60000 a year, well, that's your problem, not mine. Don't come ask me for more money. That's not my responsibility. Part of the, our experiment here is that people learn to take care of themselves and, and uh, accept the responsibility for the decisions that they have made. And that doesn't mean we can't help people who make bad decisions because young, young kids do and young adults do. And so we have some leniency and there are people that get into financial trouble. That's why we have a bankruptcy court and a bankruptcy system. And this goes back to antiquity. This isn't anything new. The Bible is exactly where our, the backbone of our uh, bankruptcy laws came from. It was the same in the Bible, seven years. And your debt should be forgiven. And you move on. So I love it that the, the left is now trying to jump on the train now that this bill has passed. And they're saying that their property tax deductions and their high interest rate deductions are going to be, by the way, gone. And they're going to look at it and say, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, this wasn't the idea. The idea was that I would be the pig sitting up in the big house. And the rest of the animals on the animal farm would be doing all the work and we'll administer to them as they need it. Isn't that what the communists did? Isn't that what Stalin did? And isn't that what Kim Jong-un is doing? Isn't that what all of these communist leaders do is 99.9% of the population is treated as what? As animals on a farm while the 0.01% sit up in the big house, get all the benefits and try to make it fair for everybody else. Well, we all know that in socialism, some people, it's a little fairer for some than it is for others, and let's get rid of that. Now, what about the sanctuary states, the high welfare states? These states will increasingly have to bear the, the responsibilities of the programs that they are encouraging and creating. And you're going to see this change. You're going to see attitudes in California change when all of a sudden they don't have enough money to pay for all the illegal immigrants who want Medicaid and want social assistance and food stamps and all the, all the wonderful accoutrements that come along with wandering into California uh, undocumented. They're going to say, you're going to start hearing people out there say, wait a minute, why are we paying for all this? I thought this was being paid for by the federal government. Not anymore. And it's it's going to tighten up even more. You're going to see the, the Republicans and uh, Trump 
take this to another level with welfare reform and infrastructure implementation. We need all of these things. We need to make sure that these states that are not obeying the laws and the rules and the regulations that Congress and the president have passed and the president's responsibility is to enforce these rules and regulations, that they're going to start getting in line. If you want to punish your your young adult children, don't give them money. If you want them to do something, make them work and then give them the money. And that's the same way that we have to address the states that are running amok. And not as adversaries, but as an, as children who need to be schooled. That's uh, just that simple. We, we have no other choice. We cannot continue on the course that we're on and maintain the, the magnanimity and the economic stability and future of our country unless everybody's involved and held accountable. So the sanctuary states are going to suffer. The high welfare states are going to suffer because they will have to bear their own responsibilities. What about housing prices? Well, in, in the high-end markets, it's going to be tough. You're going to see homes that will require a mortgage of over $750,000 drop in prices a little bit. And you're going to see homes in high-demand areas like New York City, San Francisco, you're going to see the prices come down on those homes because you're not going to be able to write off all of the property taxes. And if they get a mortgage, and it's a big mortgage on a shack for a million dollars out in coastal California, and you're taking out an $800,000 mortgage, well, 50000 of that, you're not going to be able to take your, your interest tax write-off on that. And you say, well, how big a deal is that for most households? Well, the average household's paying 28 to 30%, 33% of the monthly income for mortgage, insurance, taxes. So it's a big chunk. It's a big chunk. And when the bankers look at applications, what they're looking at is the ratio of monthly payments to what you're bringing in, what you're netting from from your paycheck. And if it gets over about 33%, they don't want to make you a loan or they'll make you less. They'll give you less amount. And that's the way it works. Just like the itemized deductions up to twenty five thousand now. Why? Because that's pretty much what the average has been over the past couple of years is twenty five thousand dollars when people itemize, that's about what they what they average out to. So these are big deals. These are really big deals and they'll have really big impacts on us. What about second homes? Well, I think in Florida, the first home market, we're going to see the high-end homes are going to come down a little bit. I think the average home in Florida is not that overpriced, at least not from, from where I sit. Now, maybe in Miami there are some problems, and that, that's okay. Miami can, can contract a little bit anyway. They're mostly Democrats, and they still want us to pay for everything. So that's a good thing. We'll see them struggle a little bit there. Second homes, however, you're going to see a big hit because this bill is not going to allow you to write off the interest on a second home. Now, you may see some of the wealthy people getting bigger loans on their homes, on their primary homes, so they can buy a second home. But I think this is going to be a real boon for those of us in Florida or outside of Florida who are 
getting close to the end of the career or the kids have moved out of the house and they're looking to downsize, there's going to be a lot of property on the market and we're going to see some good prices over the next couple of years. We're also going to see a big growth in the population in Florida and in other sunshine states where the property taxes are fairly low along Alabama, Mississippi, uh, Louisiana, the Texas area. And I, I think it's going to be a tremendous boon to the southern, the sunshine economies. And uh, I just, I can't see how it's not going to be a hit. And it's going to be a big help to you and me if we're at that stage and age in life where we're ready to downsize our house. I don't need a 4,000 square foot house. We can get by on 2,000. Most people can get by on half of that, I'm sure. There's a lot of nice little condos that are 1,800 to 2,100 square feet. They're going to be at a steal at a real steal, and this would be a good time the next two years to take a close look at that and consider if your home is too big for you now and you've been thinking about this anyway, this may be the time to start sprucing it up a little bit and doing a little, a little putting on a little makeup on the old girl and get her on the market and get rid of her and get, get you a condo or a townhome that's much less expensive and much more manageable. Your property taxes are going to go down probably. You're not going to have that big interest payment on your mortgage anymore because you'll take the, the money you make out of the home you're in now and you'll put it into the smaller home that you're going to buy. And so you'll probably be able to pay off your home. So you'll be able to downsize and pay off. You can just pay cash for it. And then that's one less burden as you head towards retirement or if you've got kids in college and you're trying to scrape by uh, or if you just need to save some money, you're young and you're, you're looking to the future and you think that the future's not in real estate in Florida, that, that's, that's okay, that, that it's in the stock market or Bitcoin or whatever. But I think that opportunity is, is going to present itself and this window's going to close probably after 2025, 2026 unless Congress can somehow extend this further. But we, we need to take advantage of these opportunities. Now, this $25,000 itemized deduction, or in lieu of itemized deduction, is a super-duper thing. It's going to make tax preparation for millions of Americans so much easier, so much easier. It's really going to be one page. You're just going to put down your gross income, and then you your withholdings and your Social Security and your Medicare, and then you're going to put down your $25,000 itemized deduction for your household, and you add it up, and that's the check you owe, or, that's, or if it's a negative, that's what the government's got to pay you back. Good stuff, guys, really good stuff. I'll tell you what, I read an article by, uh, oh, who was our speaker, the new... Gingrich, our Speaker of the House in the 1990s, and he said, don't under, underestimate Don Trump. Don't underestimate the man. He's a shrewd, sharp guy, and he has met with, I didn't realize this, he's met with 68 of the world leaders in his first year in office. 68. I mean, he's, he's signed dozens and dozens of executive orders. He's fought for legislation. He's been involved in in trade negotiations all over the world. He's gone to China a couple of times. I mean, this guy's incredible. 
the guy's 70 years old. Where the hell is he getting all this energy from? Is he on speed or what? I mean, uh, he he is incredible. And, and Newt says he's very astute. He listens to everybody. He learns as he goes. And even though he did not have any prior experience as a politician or as a statesman, you know, he's doing a pretty darn good job. I mean, this is this is really incredible. And that's not to say that he's my best bud and I love him because my sisters say, do you like him? Do you like Trump? I don't know the guy. I mean, I don't know what he's like in private, and I don't even care. I didn't vote for him because I liked his personality or his hair. I voted for him because I wanted the reforms and the social conservatism that we're seeing implemented under this new regime and under a Republican Congress. And if there's one thing I do know, it's that I'm going to kick more butt and make sure that they continue down this road. Bill and I were talking before the show, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to me how one person, one little guy in one little area who comes out and speaks with the facts, the, the effect that that can have on the whole country. And you and I and Bill and all the people at the station and all of the listeners – we are making a difference. We are making a difference. Is it going to be great for everybody? No. You know, I'm talking with my niece and nephew, and they're both making 60 to 70 a year or so, but they're living in New York City. So even though they're in that middle-income bracket, it's awfully expensive to live in New York City, but they love it. They, they couldn't think of living anywhere else. That's fine. And so they have to pay that premium for that lifestyle that they want of being in the city. But part of the problem is, as you get into New York, you get into the boroughs and the public schools in some areas are great. In other areas, they may not be so great. But if you want to send your kid to a private school, it's, it's going to cost you 25, 30,000 a year. Of course, they can't afford that. And I understand that. And, and, and they have concerns and they think that because they're not going to get the the kind of help that they thought they would from a tax plan, that this is all, all for the rich and the wealthy. But ultimately, it's going to force everybody to accept and to be involved and to be accountable for what's going on, not only at a federal level, but at a state and local level. That's what we want. That's how we want to work it. We are a federation of states. And we've talked about this before on the show, and we are unique in the world. We're unique in our three branches of government, which balance each other. We're unique in our ability to change and shape the way that we govern ourselves and do what we want to do with our money. And we're on the right track. We are on the right track. Well, again, I wanted to let everybody know if they have any friends or family who wants to do a little work on my website for me, not, not a lot of design, mostly just updating the show every week and getting some blogging going and helping me with the store. Once I get some products in there, please call my office at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. And also if you're in our neighborhood, we're in, northeastern, I'm sorry, northwestern St. Petersburg in Pinellas County and you need a doctor, 
We're at Bay Area Medical, and of course, in the winter, we have our Can Care Clinic for Canadians and visitors. And again, that's 727 384 6411. 727 384 6411. And I'm doing my best to keep the website up, so I'll drive you there more and more as I get better and better at it. It's drbillradiomd.com. That's drbillradiomd.com. And you can always catch me live on your computer, put on your headset, go to the website and click on join or listen or whatever button you see that works. And if you don't like my website, you can go to the station set website, which is am860theanswer.com. That's am860theanswer.com. And click listen live on Sundays, 9 to 10 a.m. I'm Dr. Bill. I'm here for you guys, and I appreciate you guys being here for me. Billy Boy, you have a great New Year's Eve, everybody, and I'm out of here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.